Reform at the Ohio Parole Board. Cleveland and Cuyahoga County keep a secrecy option open, and thousands of retired state workers will pay more for health care. It's The Wake Up from Cleveland.com for Friday, January 17th. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. Charlie Smith's bold criticism last year seems to be paying off with more diversity and professionalism at the Ohio Parole Board. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine this week appointed a new chairwoman to the parole board, as well as two new members, in an attempt to increase diversity and transparency. The appointments come nearly a year after former board member Shirley Smith of Cleveland said members used inconsistent, biased, and even racist reasoning to decide inmates' futures, as well as missed hearings or were distracted during them. Alicia Handwork, a member of the board since 2013, has been appointed as the new chairperson. Joe Brumfield and Lance Presley will join the board as new members. Presley is an African-American and Handwork is a woman. After Smith's scathing accusations last January, the board underwent several changes. For the first time, offenders eligible for parole have been allowed to take part in their hearings before the full board. Board members have been required to undergo training on legal updates, interviewing skills, and effective communication. The administrations of Cuyahoga County Executive Armand Budish and Cleveland Mayor Frank Jackson will not rule out trying to keep secret details related to negotiating incentives aimed at keeping Sherwin-Williams headquarters in the county. A county official told Cleveland.com that the administration is committed to making public as much work product as we can, but declined to guarantee a full disclosure. The Jackson administration also declined to commit to publicly sharing all details related to its negotiations with the Cleveland-based paint manufacturer, which is shopping for a site to build a new headquarters. Cleveland.com asked for pledges of transparency this week after learning that both administrations had retained law firms to assist them in negotiations and sign non-disclosure agreements with the company. The hiring of law firms is sometimes used by governments and other public institutions in attempts to keep negotiations secret from voters and taxpayers by claiming all work papers and correspondence are protected by attorney-client privilege. Neither government would commit to not using that exemption. Cleveland.com is sensitive to what the governments are doing because of how hard they worked, illegally, to prevent the public from seeing records involved with the bid to bring Amazon to Cleveland. Ultimately, the media in town, including Cleveland.com, won decisions in court forcing the governments to reveal what they had offered Amazon. The leaders of an organization representing minority members of Cleveland's fire department say a lawsuit by white lieutenants about recent promotions is an insult to everything the organization has fought for over the past few decades. Tyree Thompson, the president of the Vanguards of Cleveland, said in an interview that acting like the lawsuit has no racial overtones is disingenuous. Cleveland.com's Eric Heisig reports that the vanguards represent black, Hispanic, and female members of the department. The department's firefighters, which serve a majority black city, are 76% white male, according to the group. 
The Vanguards filed a complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission that said city officials discriminated against black, Hispanic, and female candidates up for employment, as well as firefighters up for promotions. The EEOC sent a letter to the city in November that said its investigators found the city had in fact discriminated. The city denies the allegations. Thousands of retired state workers will pay more for health care coverage under changes approved this week by trustees of Ohio's largest public pension system, the Ohio Public Employees Retirement System. Executive Director Karen Carraher told trustees during a Wednesday board meeting in Columbus that without the changes, OPERS's $11 billion health care fund would run out of money in 11 years. With the changes, which take effect in 2022, the fund will be solvent for 18 years. The changes will shrink OPERS's unfunded health care liabilities from a whopping $6.2 billion to just $27 million. The amount the changes will cost individual retirees will vary depending on when they retired, how old they were when they did, how many years they worked for the state. OPERS represents about 516,000 active and retired state employees and former state workers. It manages assets totaling $87.8 billion, making it one of the largest pension funds in the country. A political group backed by Barack Obama and Eric Holder is targeting Ohio's election this year with an eye toward influencing how the state draws its congressional lines in 2021. Ohio is among the 12 priority states designated by the National Democratic Redistricting Committee, which was founded in 2017 to increase Democratic representation in Congress. Their goal is to influence the state-by-state process of drawing district maps. The group plans to deploy resources into Ohio House races, but also might work on Ohio Supreme Court contests. Justices could play a role in redistricting if challenges to the maps end up in court. And if Democrats win both of the seats up for grabs on the court this year, they would have the majority. The group's national strategy is to serve as a counterweight to gerrymandering by Republican lawmakers who drew favorable district lines in Ohio and other swing states across the country following the 2010 election that was a wave year for the GOP. More than halfway through the month, we're finally getting some January-style weather this weekend. Snow and cold, but not too cold. Stay warm, stay dry, and head on back here Monday for another edition of The Wake Up. (laughs) 